This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK. Audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Biltz with the news, the headlines. The first cases of infection with the new strain of the coronavirus called Kraken have been confirmed in Romania. Romania's central bank on Tuesday decided to raise the yearly key interest rate to 7% from a previous 6.75% starting January the 11th this year. And Romanian President Klaus Johannes has hailed the signing of the third joint declaration on EU-NATO cooperation. The first cases of infection with a new strain of the coronavirus called Kraken have been confirmed in Romania. Experts say that although the number of cases of COVID-19 is on the rise again, there are no problems in their management, including those that require hospitalization and the new variants of SARS-CoV-2 do not generate concerns about the severity of the disease. On the other hand, there have also been cases of double infection with flu and COVID and a 74-year-old woman diagnosed with fluorona, a term used by specialists to describe simultaneous infection with the two viruses, has died. Romania's central bank on Tuesday decided to raise the yearly key interest rate to 7% from a previous 6.75% starting January the 11th this year. This has been the highest level of the key interest rate in the past 13 years, and the higher key interest rate also translates as higher installments for credits in the local currency. Raising the key interest rate allows the central bank to keep inflation at bay after a year with record high price hikes. President Klaus Johannes has hailed the signing of the third joint declaration on EU-NATO cooperation, adding that Romania firmly supports the consolidation of security and prosperity in the Euro-Atlantic zone. The document has been signed by NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg and the presidents of the European Council Charles Michel and the European Commission Ursula von der Leyen, at the headquarters of the North Atlantic Alliance in Brussels. Romania will continue to have a substantial contribution to the implementation of the new priorities 
and action guidelines the joint declaration comprises, Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu has said. According to a communique by the Romanian Foreign Ministry, the NATO ministers' meeting, hosted by Bucharest in late November, gave an impetus to the process of signing the aforementioned joint declaration, prompting the participants to voice support for deepening the EU-NATO cooperation. Romania hails the message of the unity and complementarity of the efforts the new declaration promotes, the communique also says. Romanian Defence Minister Angel Tulvar and Chief of Staff General Daniel Petrescu are paying a formal visit to Poland. High on the agenda, there are bilateral meetings with Defence Minister Marius Bolczak, with representatives of the Chief of Staff of the Polish Armed Forces, as well as the Romanian anti-aircraft detachment Sky Guardians, part of the NATO group deployed to Bemovo Piskie training area. According to Defence Ministry sources, the visit of the Romanian officials in Poland is proof of the excellent cooperation relations between the two countries. On Monday, Tulvar and Petrescu met the Romanian soldiers deployed to the NATO base in Pristina, Kosovo, who are participating in the NATO-Kosovo Force K-4 mission. The officials in Bucharest held talks with K-4 commander, the Italian Major General Angelo Michele Ristuccia, about regional security issues. Romania recorded in the first 11 months of last year a record trade balance deficit. The difference between imports and exports exceeded 31 billion euros, according to official statistical data. Romania's international trade continues to be dominated by exchanges with the member states of the European Union, which hold over 72% of the total in the case of exports and approximately 70% in terms of imports. The year 2022 was the most satisfactory for most Romanians, 54% compared to 2020, 24% and 2021-22% years strongly marked by the restrictions caused by the pandemic, according to data from a Reveal Marketing Research study. According to the research, with the regaining of more freedoms, Romanians became more relaxed and optimistic in 2022. And that was the news. NATO and the EU have signed a new joint declaration of cooperation. I'm Dr. Mera Simeon with details in this commentary by Daniel Abudu. To continue to develop their cooperation in the context of Russia's war of aggression against Ukraine, the European Union and NATO signed, at the NATO headquarters in Brussels, a new joint declaration, the third one after those of 2016 and 2018. Cooperation is more important as ever, said the NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg after signing the document and stated that the partnership between the North Atlantic Alliance and the European Union must continue to be strengthened. The regime in Moscow wants a different Europe. It wants to control its neighbors, and it sees democracy and freedom as a threat. This will have long-lasting consequences for our security. So we must continue to strengthen the vital transatlantic bond in NATO. We must continue to strengthen the partnership between NATO and the European Union. 
and we must further strengthen our support to Ukraine, said the NATO official. In turn, the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, emphasized that Ukraine must receive all the military equipment it needs to defend its territory, including advanced anti-aircraft defense systems, as long as necessary. And the president of the European Council, Charles Michel, recalled that the Europeans were the first to supply military equipment to Kiev shortly after the outbreak of the conflict and spoke about the unity of the North Atlantic Alliance. According to him, the European Union and NATO share the same values. They have the same goals in terms of democracy and economic strategy. The war started by Russia has many consequences. It affects both the EU and NATO, so they must be together, stand united and strong against Russia, said the European official. From Bucharest, President Klaus Johannes welcomed the signing of the third joint declaration of cooperation between NATO and the EU and reiterated Romania's strong support for the consolidation of the security and prosperity of the Euro-Atlantic area. Romania reaffirms its conviction that solidarity and cooperation are the key elements for the defense of security and our common values. We are stronger together, the Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă also said. And the Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Aurescu stated that Bucharest, one of the regional actors most interested in the success of the NATO-EU cooperation, will continue to bring a substantial contribution to the implementation of the new priorities and directions of action that the declaration put forward. In the current security context, marked by the effects of the war of aggression launched by Russia against Ukraine, the move of the two organizations represents a substantial message regarding the attachment of NATO and the EU to the democratic values and spirit, writes a press release from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Bucharest. The National Bank of Romania again raised the reference interest rate, with the result that monthly repayments will increase. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Bogdan Matei. Romania's annual inflation rate went up to 16.8% in November 2022 from 15.32% in October. This is more than the figure of 16.3% forecast for the end of the year by the governor of the National Bank of Romania, Mugur Izarescu. It's also the highest level in the last two decades. In 2002, the annual inflation rate was 22.5%, but stayed in single-digit territory from 2005 until 2021. In a move expected by everyone, the managing board of the National Bank of Romania has again raised the monetary policy interest rate by 0.25% to reach 7% per year. The central bank's specialists believe the annual inflation rate will probably see a slight decrease in the first quarter of the year, before falling more significantly, possibly even below 10%, from the third quarter of the year. The new increase in the key interest rate will most probably lead to further increases in commercial banks' interest rates, especially in the case of loans. Economic analyst Dragos Kabat told Radio Romania that it was important for the trend to raise the key interest rate to continue, in order to keep inflation in check and cause it to fall, even if this means higher repayments for loans with variable interest rates in the national currency. 
He says around 600,000 Romanians are affected by the increase in the interest rate, mainly persons with average and above-average incomes, emphasizing that the biggest problem is faced by people with low incomes, struggling to afford a decent standard of living, and that as far as they are concerned, it is very important to put an end to a steep rise in consumer prices. The increase in the monetary policy interest rate will lead to a halt in private sector investments and to a wave of bankruptcies caused by recession, warned MP and former economy minister Claudiu Nasui from the Save Romania Union in opposition. He criticizes the government, formed by the Social Democrats, the Liberals and the party of ethnic Hungarians in Romania, for accumulating massive debts amid rising spending for local development and the creation of new state agencies. FACIAS, the Foundation for the Defense of the Citizens Against the Abuse of the State, a non-governmental organization active in the public space, also believes it is outrageous that the Romanian state, through its national bank, has chosen to fight galloping inflation by adding to the burdens faced by people with bank loans. Raising interest rates by the central bank without any other compensation measures for the population has led to an up to 60% increase in the amount of monthly repayments, the organization also says, adding that this financial policy, which only seeks to help banks, will soon lead to real tragedy among the country's active population. And that was Radio Newsreel. Listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next on today's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to One Day with the band Holograph and Arsenium. She knew my age, fost cândva. Mama scuns în umbra ta. Și știu că te-am făcut să plâng. Zilele trec, nu pot uita Și nu mă mai știi, nu mă mai vrei Eu caut privirea ta, dar e pustiu în ochii tăi Dacă nu te avut o zi
listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today Welcome everyone to a new edition of Society Today. At the microphone, your host Vlad Palku. For more than two years, from February 2020, when Romania recorded its first COVID-19 case, until March 2022, when all pandemic-related restrictions were lifted, words like cold, viral infection and flu all but disappeared from public discourse. All this time, both specialists and ordinary people were entirely concerned with the SARS-CoV-2 infection. The last time Romania faced a seasonal flu epidemic was in February 2020, right before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. After a two-year hiatus, respiratory infections, a common feature of the cold season, are suddenly back in the spotlight, owing to their rising number. The infamous COVID-19 waves have now been replaced by an avalanche of flu cases. Hospitals are crowded and emergency wards are full of people with fever, cold sweats and a cough. Doctors say COVID-19 coexists with other types of viral infections. But how to distinguish between them? Dr. Catalina Postolescu, the manager of the Matei Balsh Hospital for Infectious Diseases in Bucharest, explains. All diseases caused by a virus are called viroses. Some of them stand out for their specificities. One such example is the SARS-CoV-2 infection we've known for the last two years. Another is the flu, which is known for being able to evolve into more severe cases and even cause death. Yet another example is RSV, the respiratory syncytial virus, which in children in particular can cause severe forms. There are also other viruses, such as rhinovirus and the local coronaviruses. Most vulnerable to these viruses are again the youngest and the oldest among us, as well as patients with various chronic diseases that can influence the evolution of such a virosis in a negative way. I'm thinking of people with heart problems, those with respiratory diseases, diabetics, and patients with diseases causing immunosuppression, Dr. Catalin Apostolescu. So what is to be done, given that the effects of the viruses are enhanced, among others, by the unseasonably warm spell in the weather? The authorities have published a list of recommendations for the population, urging people to avoid crowded spaces, wear face masks in enclosed spaces, ventilate rooms, maintain hygiene, stay at home if they show signs of respiratory infection, and ask the advice of the family doctor from the very first symptoms. Hospitals are recommended to screen their staff daily, to restrict visitor access and provide protective equipment for staff who come into direct contact with patients. We don't want to introduce restrictions, but to work with the population so that we can keep this natural seasonal phenomenon, the flu, under control, Health Minister Alexandru Rafila has stressed. 
prefer recomandări decât restricții. Și știți bine că experiența noastră din pandemie a dovedit I prefer recommendations to restrictions. The experience during the pandemic proved me we were right. The situation was much better when we made recommendations. The population responded much better to them than to restrictions, which also generated a lot of tension in society. I prefer the population to be our partner, not to make the situation in general more tense, especially as we are also faced with a very complicated economic context. Health Minister Alexandru Rafila. With children going back to school on January 9th after the Christmas holiday, Education Minister Ligia Deca says she is not encouraging pupils to miss school. The rather unfortunate experience of closing schools or online teaching during the pandemic is not to be repeated. Ligia Deca. Nu încurajăm în niciun fel neparticiparea la cursuri. Considerăm că după doi ani pandemic este foarte... We are in no way advising against class attendance. After two years of pandemic, we believe it is important to keep up the pace and have a high percentage of class attendance. The focus, as I have discussed with the health minister, should be on prevention. There are several recommendations. First of all, families should make their own triage at home, based on identifying certain symptoms, following which children should be isolated at home. Then, a daily triage should be performed when children get to school. When symptoms are obvious, parents or legal guardians should be notified. We also recommend that teaching staff and pupils should wear face masks, although this is not mandatory. We want all children to have access to education, and if they display symptoms associated with respiratory diseases, they should be isolated at home and later be given the opportunity to catch up with school curricula. Education Minister Ligia Deca. What should Romanians expect this year? Will things return to the normalcy prior to the pandemic? Or will we witness a new episode of the pandemic started in February 2020? No one knows for sure, even if both optimists and pessimists are confident in their beliefs. And this has been all in Society Today. Coming up next on Radio Romania International, visit Romania. Welcome, I'm Elena Enake. Today I invite you to visit an area in the Eastern Carpathians, namely the Gimes Palanca Pass. Pasul Gimes Palanca in Romanian and its surroundings. The Gimes Palanca Pass is a mountain pass at an elevation of around 700 meters between the Tarkan Mountains to the northeast and the Chuk Mountains to the southwest. Once in the area, there are several tourist attractions that should not be missed. Located on the former borderline between Moldavia and Transylvania, 
the ruins of the Rakosi Fortress and Canton 30 Railway Museum are a must-see. The Rakosi Fortress was erected in the early 17th century, having the role of checkpoint between the two principalities. Canton 30 is located close to the railway and had the role of monitoring and protecting the borderline between the Austro-Hungarian Empire and the Kingdom of Romania. The canton was renovated and now hosts a valuable collection of objects, such as railway equipment and instruments, uniforms, documents, vintage photographs, logos and trademarks from 1885 to date, about railway work before and after the First World War. The museum is only open five months a year, from May to September. Another site that can be visited in the area is the tomb of the sub-lieutenant hero Emil Rebranu, located in the village of Palanca. The tomb lies at the highest point of a hill and can be glimpsed from far. On May 14, 1917, Emil Rebranu, the brother of the renowned Romanian writer Liviu Rebranu, was hanged by the Austro-Hungarians because he loved his country and wanted to fight for the reunification of his people. The gravestone also contains a very small fragment from a letter that Emil Rebranu sent to his brother, saying, I do not know what would become of the world after the war, but if I do not lose anything from what I feel, then I would have reached far. The pain of losing his brother made Liviu Rebranu write his masterpiece, The Forest of the Hanged, the story of a Romanian intellectual forced to fight against his own nation. Florin Burgui, a tourist guide, also told us about the ski facilities in the Gimesh Palanque area. Gimesh is a domain Sigimesh is a quite new ski area with two ski slopes for medium and beginner levels. The medium one, which is open at present, is 700 meters long and is equipped with a ski lift. There is only artificial snow at the moment, but people generally come here for the main attraction, which is bobsleighing. There is a panoramic chalet at the top of the slopes where tourists can get some rest, have a tea or a hot chocolate and enjoy the view. And that has been Visit Romania. Next in this program, Sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I'm Eugen Nasta. The attention-grabbing event early into 2023 is the World Men's Handball Championship, jointly hosted by Poland and Sweden. Romania has wasted the opportunity to advance to the final tournament, yet several first-league Romanian handballers will prove their mettle at the World Championship. As of late, the Romanian national squad has played several friendly matches with teams that will be taking part in the World Championship. In Spain's Benidorm, 
Romania took part in an international tournament, coming in second after host country Spain and ahead of Argentina and Bahrain. In the debut game, Spain thrashed Romania 49-29, then Romania defeated Argentina 31-26 and Bahrain 27-24. The World Championship will be drawing to a close on Sunday, January the 29th, with a final hosted by Swedish capital Stockholm. In women's handball, European competitions have been resumed. In the Champions League, Group A, CSM Bucharest are at the top of the table with 17 points, that is with two points more than the previous season's winner, Norway's Vipers Kristiansand. This past Sunday, CSM Bucharest grabbed a 35-25 away win against Czech opponents Banik Most. With nine goals scored, Kristina Nagu was CSM Bucharest's top scorer. The Romanian team's next scheduled fixture is the home confrontation against Danish team Odensee. In the Champions League's Group B, holders Rapid Bucharest have climbed to the third position, having grabbed the precious 39-29 home win this past Sunday against Buducnost Podgorica of Montenegro. With 16 points, Rapid Bucharest are on a par with second-place team Hungary's Cure and one point down from top-of-the-table team Metzon Ball of France. This past Sunday, Sorina Grozav, Elisa Buczewski and their teammates played Danish team Esbjerg away from home. At the end of the league's group stage, playing straight in the quarterfinals will be the first and the second place teams in each group. Third, fourth, fifth and sixth place teams will be competing in the league's playoff stage for the remaining four positions in the quarterfinals. Fixtures have also been resumed, counting towards the group stage as part of the Women's European Handball's second tier competition, EHF Handball. In Group D, SCM Romnikovulja have had an auspicious debut as this past Sunday they grabbed a 40-30 home win against Hungarian opponents Vats. Also in a Group D fixture, German side Thuringer grabbed a 28-24 home win against French opponents Paris 92. In the second round, CSM Romnikovulja will next play Paris 92 this coming Sunday. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.o and on Facebook. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this program is Truly Romanian. I'm your host, Elena Enake. Today's edition features Alexandru Mika, a renowned professor, folk vocalist, writer and diplomat. Let's listen to him next with a song entitled Around the Villages.
frunzulițe sol-ți dă pește Păcată cine iubește că nimica nu-i priește Și ce bea nu-i folosește, tot la dragoste gândește Păi cine în lume nu iubește, la fârtați ce povestește Păi cine nu iubește în lume, oamir la fârtați ce spune Spune litii și minciuni ca să-și petreacă la drum Lelelele și iar lele Păi frunză verde de trei spice, Nu mai e nicio ferice, Dă omul cu ibovnice, Că el multă grijă duce, Multă duce, multă are, Să miră cum să strecoare Până la marița de vale. E frumoasă batovina, Dar nici eu nu sunt urât, Sunt frumos alimănit, Lelelele și iar lele. Alexandru Mika studied Japanese and Korean, and in 1969, he graduated from the Foreign Languages Faculty in Bucharest. He later discovered his passion for music and writing and proved to be very talented at both. Let's listen to him again with a love song. Cine 
We continue Truly Romanian with yet another song performed by Alexandru Mica entitled Catch Me. Simply Folk today with one last song performed by Alexandru Mica entitled The Cure.
Living Romania Coming up next Happening in Romania Hello and welcome to a fresh edition of Happening in Romania in 2023 with me, your host, today, Lăcrămera Simeon. Stay tuned in the next 10 minutes for headline-grabbing events happening in Romania. Friday, January 13th, 2023. The first concert of the new year on the stage of the Radio Hall will be presented on the occasion of the National Culture Day and will be conducted by Adrian Morar, conductor of the Romanian National Opera of Cluj-Napoca. The well-known violinist Gabriel Croitor will perform with the National Radio Orchestra the Romanian Rhapsody for Violin and Orchestra by the Romanian composer Emanuel Elenescu, who was also the conductor of the Radio Romania Ensemble. Gabriel Croitoru is the Romanian violinist who won, following a competition in 2008, the privilege of playing the Guarnieri del Gesù violin, nicknamed the Cathedral, which was used by the famous Romanian violinist and composer George Enescu. Worth mentioning is that the instrument was made available by the George Enescu National Museum that has it and its heritage. The event at the Radio Hall will open with the Cinema Suite, performed in the first audition in this musical arrangement, a work created by the Romanian composer Teodor Rogalski, the first conductor in the history of the National Radio Orchestra, The composer studied in Bucharest, Leipzig and Paris, in the French capital, being even a disciple of the famous Ravel. The arrangement and orchestration of the suite are signed by Alexandru Rogalski, the great-grandson of the composer Teodor Rogalski. The event will end with Symphony No. 3 by Brahms, whose absolute premiere was performed by the Vienna Philharmonic in 1883, under the baton of the conductor Hans Richter. On January 31, 2023, the Romanian Ministry of Research, Innovation and Digitalization will organize the first edition of the Romanian Research Gala at the Romanian Athenaeum in Bucharest. This event honors the excellence of scientists 
Romanian citizens or of Romanian origin from all over the world. Scientists who through their work bring an important contribution to the progress of humanity. The ministry officials will highlight the most valuable achievements in this regard, while also intending to facilitate the development of joint projects by scientists from Romania and from abroad. In this context, the Ministry of Research, Innovation and Digitalization has launched a competition in which interested persons can register. The granting of awards to individuals and research teams by separate categories and age will be based on an analysis carried out by a selection committee made up of outstanding personalities of Romanian research. Those who want to enter the competition can register until January 18, 2023, on the dedicated website, where the participation instructions are displayed. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Timișoara will host the Smart Diaspora 2023 conference between April 10th and 13th, 2023, which will bring together over a thousand top representatives of the Romanian diaspora. The conference, Smart Diaspora, Diaspora in Higher Education, Science, Innovation and Entrepreneurship, Diaspora and its Friends, organized under the high patronage of the President of Romania and under the auspices of the Government of Romania, the Ministry of Education and the Ministry of Research, Innovation and Digitization by the Universities of Timisoara Alliance, the Executive Unit for the Financing of Higher Education Research, Development and Innovation, with the participation of the Romanian Academy, aims to create a space for dialogue and collaboration between Romanian researchers, regardless of where they are living and working, continuing the series of meetings of the Romanian scientific community in the country and abroad that began in 2008. Last year, more than 120,000 people visited the mini Transylvania Park near the city of Odorheiu Sekuiesk, where visitors can admire models of representative buildings from Transylvania. Historical and architectural monuments included in the UNESCO Heritage or the national heritage. 70% of the visitors were Romanians and 30% foreigners, said the initiator of the park, Fazakas Zawolc. He also said that the good weather made the tourists visit the park even in the first two days of 2023. According to him, the park was visited by both tourists who were in the area to spend the New Year's Eve as well as by the relatives of local residents who came for the holidays from other countries. A medieval mini-fortress was built in the park, suitable for children, where there is also a bastion of cured slabs of fatback or bacon, making reference to the church of Durjiu, the only monument in Hargita included in the UNESCO heritage, which has a bastion where people keep their bacons. On display in the park are some of the most interesting images of the domes of Transylvanian churches. The park also has a mini-train which takes tourists among many miniature historical buildings. And last year a mini-cinema became functional, where the legendarium cartoons made by the studio founded by Fazakas Zalbot are screened. Screenings are mainly in Romanian, Hungarian and English. In 2022, 
20 new models were placed in the park, and an insect park is being prepared for 2023. The Mini Transylvania Park was inaugurated in August 2020, and its initiator says that it is a multicultural park because buildings made in time by Romanians, Saxons and Zacklers are represented there. Smart investments continue in 2023. The first auctions of the year begin at the A10 by Artmark Auction House. More than 300 works of art, classic and contemporary, will be auctioned in the first events of 2023. The art auction series begins next week on January 17th and 19th, responding to the people's interest in investing in art at affordable prices. When investing in art, non-collectors consider several reasons among which the idea that works of art have been and remain a safe exchange currency, given the increase in value with the passage of time, and not vice versa, as in the case of other assets. Art Today Contemporary Art Auction proposes a selection of 161 contemporary works of art made by the young generations of Romanian artists whose artistic concerns reflect the topics of the day, such as corporate work, couple relationships, climate change, artificial intelligence, addiction to social networks, or exploring sexuality. At the same time, the first event of the A10 by Artmark Auction House includes a section to support the independence space Etage, an initiative of a group of artists from Bucharest who set out to independently create their own functional ecosystem in which they can express themselves freely, organizing artistic events and exhibitions. Thus, the funds obtained from the sale of works signed by young artists such as Julian Crista, Biva, Mircea Modranu, Bambi Toni, Robert Hobart, Ada Montan and Roxandra Tudoran will be directed towards the functioning and maintenance of this independent hub of artistic creation. The second auction of 2023 will also take place next week on January 19th and brings together approximately 200 works of Romanian art that have very affordable starting prices. And that's all from Happening in Romania. From me, the Camera Simeon, it's goodbye now. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Ana Maria Popescu and we wrap up today's broadcast on Radio Romania International with our traditional music piece. 
Our choice for today is a dance tune from the south of the country, brought to you by the accordion player Ilya Udila, accompanied by the Doina Army Ensemble. that our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 17821470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>